0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
2: Join Saints Happy Hour fan club today. We'll mail you the best swag. You'll get exclusive access to our daily Saints podcast, and you can talk football 24-7 with other Saints fans in our Discord channel. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today.
3: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful.
2: All right, everybody, welcome into a special free edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast, Wednesday edition. And listen, we made this one free to everybody because I want you people to understand what Andrew delivers to our patrons. When the Saints sign a free agent, he goes into the film room, breaks that shit down, and gives you a post. If you're a $10 patron, you can read it. It's awesome. He's got gifts. He's got Play breakdowns—it's amazing. That's another reason to sign up for Patreon. You get the booze bundle, but you get all these writers by Andrew, and of course, this is because the Saints signed Nigel Bradham, Andrew. But I just want to explain to people why I love your posts, and not just because you're my best pal. It's here's the reason: like we love these deep dives on the Saints players. We want to know the skinny on Nigel Bradham. But I don't care enough about him to read 2,000 words and 20 play breakdowns. It's like Craig Robertson. Andrew did a breakdown on him. He's like Andrew was like, great on special teams, heavy hands, so he's good in the run game. Kind of sucks at pass coverage. Is real aggressive, so he'll make big plays and mistakes. And that that's it. That's Craig Robertson summed up by by you. And like that's all I need to know about Craig Robertson. I don't need. 30 minutes and 2,000 words. Like, he's not important enough for me to care. Um, But that said, Nigel Bradham, he's interesting, Andrew, for a number of reasons because when we talk about the 2020 Saints and we talk about their roster and how amazing it is, and it is, and it's deep, and it's the best roster in Saints history, we always come back to what's the one concern? And top of the list, linebacker, linebacker. So, Nigel Bradham – the signing, what did, What was the thing that you jumped out when you did the film? You're like, oh, he's good at that.
4: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, Ralph, for the nice words. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think I, I get good feedback from all the $10 patrons. I, I think they enjoy the write-ups and everything, so we'll keep doing them. Um, but th- this was a fun one. I, and, and, again, I mean, we, we've done podcasts before, and, in fact, I linked a podcast in my write-up to where we mentioned that linebacker is – kind of a hole on this roster and that we're concerned about it. And so, you know, from that point of view, the signing makes sense. And I, I knew Bradham mostly because I watched every play of Malcolm Jenkins. So when I did Malcolm (laughs) Jenkins write up from last year. uh, Yeah. I watched every game. I watched every play. And so, you know, obviously just Bradham's a starter for the Eagles. So I was familiar with the player just based on that. Uh, But, you know, when I looked closer at it, it you know, kind of interesting in the sense that, you know, so the Eagles had an injury at linebacker. Um, and, and the first thing I really liked is that once they had an injury, you know, Bradham was already a starter, but he took over the play calling duties. And you just see how he's calling plays, how he's setting up his teammates. And he, he, he's basically a captain out there. You know, he, He's calling the plays for the defense. And you can tell he's a high IQ guy. He's a guy that players respond to and respect. Um, And he seems like a good teammate and a respected teammate. And you can just tell, like, he has the IQ and the experience. So right away, you're plugging a guy that's going to come in and knows exactly what he's doing. Um, Looking throughout his career, he's played 3-4 with Buffalo. He's played 4-3 with the Eagles. He's played weak side. He's played middle linebacker. I think he can play strong just because – And and I'll get to your question in a second, which is where I was most impressed. Um, But I just think overall he's a versatile guy. So even if he's not starting for you, like let's say Alonzo and Anzalone are both healthy and fine to start the year, I just think he's a multiple player that can back up multiple positions. And I I do think he's good enough to start. Uh, You know, the question marks for him is he's 31 years old. um, You know, so declining in terms of age and ability. But he was pretty good last year, even when, when you watch him play for the Eagles. So overall, the Saints are getting a good quality player. So uh, anyway, to, to respond to your question more specifically, what what did I like most about him? I would say two things. I would say, number one, very good dropping back into zone coverage. He just finds his spots. He's pretty quick. He ran, four, he ran a 4.5640 at the Combine, so he's probably not that fast anymore. But, I mean, that's Stephon Anthony's speed, uh, with the difference being he actually knows what he's doing out there. So you know, he'll drop into those zone coverages. He's not great. He, he's not a playmaker, so he's not going to get a ton of picks or whatever. But he's going to drop into his zones quickly. He's going to find the ball quickly. He's going to tackle soundly. So you like that. Uh, one of the most impressive things about him – on tape was his ability in the screen game so i i just thought he was pretty good at when he was engaged with a block kind of fighting his way through traffic and finding his way to the ball carrier yeah and that's I mean, a sc- screens can be terrifying that, you know because a, screens like sometimes sometimes if you're, if you're set a, up to get screwed there it can be bad
2: it's like working through it's like digging through garbage right you gotta you gotta you gotta wade through all the bodies and get there and you gotta diagnose you gotta first of all you gotta realize what the play is you got to diagnose it but a lot of times when for play diagnosis it's like oh it's this and you just run and get there with a screen you got all these bodies you got to like wade through and certain linebackers that have been good can't do it so that's that's a positive thing for me and i want to touch on back to your, your thing about you love that he's versatile i wonder andrew if because we all know that like when you come in the back half of the roster and backups, coaches have always they've always valued a guy who can play special teams and do multiple positions. I yeah. wonder in twenty twenty if that's even gonna be heightened because a coach like Sean Payton is gonna He He looks at baseball and he sees the Marlins and the Cardinals getting coronavirus. You know that it's going to happen. Like It's going to come into the Saints and dudes are going to test positive during the year. You know it's going to happen. You don't know to who. You don't know what position. But I wonder because of that thought process that coaches will probably have, will they value versatility even more? Will they be like a guy who he might not be as good at another linebacker at rushing or whatever, but he can do all these things. And we don't know if Corona is going to hit us and we might need his ass to play here or there or somewhere else. And I need versatile dues. And I wonder if teams are going to wait that even more than they normally do.
4: 100%. 100%. And, and I'll throw this, you know, the practice squads are expanded. So you can have, I think six more players, on the practice squad and you can protect four of them where you, you can't even where you won't lose them they can't even be poached you can move it's like so, it's my
2: minor league baseball you can move them up and down right so
3: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day
5: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Because of that, I think teams are going to be less likely to stash a guy on the active roster that they're afraid to lose. You know, either a rookie or a UDFA or just a promising player that's not playing much. And I think they're going to maybe lean more towards keeping veterans on the active roster that are multiple, that they know – can come in in a pinch and start somewhere if they get an injury or a positive coronavirus test or whatever. And they're going to, they're just going to be more experienced and know what to do in a pinch, you know? So I I just think you're maybe going to see more veterans. The other thing is they're not going to have preseason to evaluate these people. They're not going to have as much opportunity to say, I'm watching the tape. This guy's washed. So they're going to trust what they think they know more. And what they think they know more is, Not undrafted rookies proving themselves. It's guys that have already proven themselves the veterans. So I think this all plays out to guys like Bradham are at an advantage because you know that he knows where he's supposed to be. You're not trying to develop him. You know that he's going to be in the film room. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to understand his position. He's going to understand the defense. And it's purely with with a guy like that, it's purely about physical skills. Is he still – Young and healthy enough to execute. And if the answer is yes, then you can trust he's.
5: The NBA finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter JJ Reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN.
1: And the thing is,
2: though, Andrew, and I'll I'll say this, and this was um, something that I learned when I was a young guy. And Mike D'Attelier, brilliant, y'all know him. I remember when I was a first covering the Saints for WWL, and I would go out to practice, and and him and and Buddy D never went out to practice, but Mike D'Attelier did. And I saddled up to Mike D'Attelier and became friendly with him, and I would watch practice with him. And he always told me, you know, this was. Back when Ashley Ambrose, his second tour with the Saints. Remember he played the one year under Dicka and he was great. He went to Atlanta and then he came back under Hazlitt and he Total. looked he looked amazing in the seven on seven. And I was like, God, he's gonna be really he's gonna be really good. And Mike T'Telier, he nudged me, he's like, nah, man. He's like, Let me tell you something. Veteran players, they know how to practice and they know how to make themselves look good if they need to look good so practice can trick even coaches sometimes so I think it's gonna be really really interesting and really really challenging on how teams make evaluations mistakes and that sort of thing because it's just it's just harder and Andrew you have more limited practices and you have these coach. you're only practicing against each other right so you don't want to do you want to go as hard and risk getting guys hurt that if you get them hurt they're your own guys so i just think this year it's going to be a mess and sean payton said as much uh in his press conference last week to the media where he's like this is not training camp this is something completely different and we're just going to do the best we freaking can to get ready for it because but 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 don't call it training camp because it's not
4: and because of all that i think it's an advantage um for, for, for these kind of guys. But it's interesting you brought up Craig Robertson because I feel like Nigel Bradham is the exact opposite of Robertson. Like he's completely different as a player. And I say that because now, you know, he's 31. He's not quite, he'll be 31 in September. So he's not quite as fast as he used to be, but he's definitely faster than Robertson. Um, you know, he has good gap assignments. So you made one comment that I would just correct a little bit in saying that. Robertson's good against the run Robertson's good against the run when he's there so he, he's got heavy <laughs> hands he's a good tackler he's physical so if he's there usually he makes the play and you like his ability against the run he's like he's like Kevin
2: he's like Kevin for our big show he's good when he's there if he's
4: there yeah yeah so you know get the gap assignment stuff you know sometimes he gambles sometimes he shoots the wrong gap and that leaves a huge cutback lane or whatever so uh, to me, Bradham is way more disciplined than that. So I like his ability against the run and that he, he doesn't have maybe the power and the girth of Robertson, but, you know, he generally speaking, he weaves through traffic pretty well. He absorbs blocks pretty well, and he, he's disciplined. He's going to be in his gaps. He's going to fill. He's going to be in his fills, and so you just know that he's going to be in the right spot, which I like. Uh, the thing that Robertson... You know, the the thing I keep coming back to besides his energy, uh, the thing that I love about Robertson is if he gets his hands on the ball, he's making a play like you just never know. He gambles and he's going to drive you crazy, but he's going to get sacks and he's going to get fumble, forced fumbles, and he's going to get interceptions because he has terrific ball skills for a linebacker. Um, And it's kind of the opposite with Bradham, you know, and in fact, I posted a link to an article where Jim Schwartz, his coach at the time, says, hey terrific linebacker was instrumental for us in the super bowl by the way bradham played in the super bowl against the patriots and had seven tackles in that game and had a monster game in that super bowl win so that was a big reason why he got reward rewarded with the massive contract but you know bradham he, he i think everything is there except the playmaking ability and it's funny because like stefan anthony's yeah. another one we're like he made a bunch of plays. Like he, when he was there, yeah, he, he would. He, he had ball skills. First two he point,
2: just, first defensive two point conversion in NFL history. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be in on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and... Bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts.
4: That's right. That's right. But he just didn't have the IQ, didn't have the play recognition, didn't know where to be. Bradham's going to do all that. It's just when he's there and the ball hits him in the hands, most of the time it bounces off his chest. And I posted a GIF. Of where in a textbook <laughs> against the Redskins, where he drops into his zone, you know, drops deep into his zone like perfect coverage. It does exactly what he's supposed to. Reads the quarterback's eyes, sees that it's a 15-yard hook route to the receiver to the left of him. Reads it perfectly, makes a perfect break on the ball, and goes confident. right in front of the receiver. Easiest pick ever, bounces right off his chest. And so, like that's that's the thing, like you're just not going to get a bunch of forced fumbles. Like he's not a playmaker. So when you have a player with this profile, you've got to surround him with talent, which check. I mean, the saints have a lot of talent and he, he just wants to be a guy that you can count on to be in his spot, to be disciplined, to do his thing and let kind of the other guys around him make the play. So as long as you have Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Davenport, yeah. Lattimore, Marcus Williams. I mean, there's plenty of guys on this defense. Like, it's a great fit. And I do think, depending on how Alonzo and Anzalone do, and Zach Bond maybe is the X-Factor, depending on how those guys do, there's a path to Nigel Bradham not only making this team, but starting for this team, and maybe being a pretty reliable player.
2: Here's, here's what I want ideal season for Nigel Bradham, is he makes the team, we kind of forget about him because he doesn't play much because Anzalone or uh, Kiko Alonso are healthy and playing great. The Mario Davis is Which would normal. be And
4: that would be kind of like uh, Manti Teo, right?
2: Yeah, but post-Thanksgiving, the Rona arrives with the linebackers or two dudes get nicked and they're down three linebackers. And, oh, by the way, Bradham, you're playing this week and it's a huge game. I need him to be decent in that moment. And listen, in 2017, Manti Te'o, he did it. You know, they were they were beat up to hell, and he delivered as a as a backup. We're like, oh, we need him now, and he came. and Was it was it 2017 or 20? It was 2017 or 2018 where he made the play on Christmas. Against the Falcons.
4: Against the Falcons, that was 17, I think.
2: 17, Christmas Eve, he made the goal line play against the Falcons. And he hadn't done much any, up until that the whole year. But like when the Saints needed him, Manti Taylor was like, I'm here, let's roll. And that's what that's the ideal si- situation for Bradham. Um, I just think, man, the Saints, they have been really good at the sort of bottom of the roster moves the last four years and like Manti Teo and other guys so I think this is going to be a a decent good signing um, if Bradham's on the roster though Andrew somebody's not who do you think it's Alonzo that's that's that should be very very concerned about this
4: I do I do because I, I just it sounds like he's not going to be 100% ready to start and so he's got some catching up to do and I, I just feel like the Saints, you know, they already have a healthy older linebacker that's multiple and can help them. in multi- So, like, you know, he's the unhealthy one that kind of fits a similar profile. And unless Kiko Alonso can show, like, not only, yes, I'm recovered from the ACL injury, but, like, I'm back to being the guy I was, which, you know, at his age with that injury is tough. Uh, I, I think he's probably the guy that should be most concerned by the signing, for sure. But, you know, I, I think Alex Anzalone, too, because those guys, they, they need to be healthy. And neither of them have done that consistently. So we'll see. Um, but I'll, I'll leave with this parting thought, Ralph. And, and I do think this is uh, this is important. And, and I mentioned this when the Saints signed Malcolm Jenkins, and I men- mentioned it when they signed Emmanuel Sanders. The profile of those free agents that they signed, they're bringing in guys that have won Super Bowls, and I don't think it's by accident. I believe that they wanted older players that have won Super Bowls because of the way they've been kicked out of the playoffs the last three years. Heartbreaking, awful losses right on the very last play. Walk-off losses the last three years. And when you think about kind of the mistakes that were made, but besides the offensive line play, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis, you know, you're forced to throw to him on a third down because he's in the game on the no call. Um, you know, Marcus Williams makes a mistake, you know, and, and Patrick Robinson gets beat deep on a, on a play in overtime. I mean, there, there, there's plenty of those. Traquan Smith I,
2: drops a huge play. Yeah, Traquan
4: Smith oh, drops the ball. And I, I just yeah. think the Saints are like, look, we need guys that have been there, that have done it, and that's how we get over the hump of winning these games. And I just think when you look at Bradham, Nigel Bradham has won a Super Bowl. He played a very good game against the Patriots, yep. seven tackles in that game to help the Eagles win a Super Bowl. He's a leader. He calls plays you know, for, for the defense. He has the IQ. He has the experience. And I just think this is another profile player where the Saints are like, let's get a guy in our building that – Is going to help us get over the hump because it going exactly back to what you said. God forbid something happens to one of these guys where all of a sudden you're in the playoffs and Bradham's been on the bench all year. Well, now you have to start him and the game's on the line. You know, you're inside two minutes here and you got to make a play. You'll say it's fourth and one. Is he going to have the gap assignment to be in the right spot, make that fourth and one tackle, get the turnover on downs, and win the game for you? Um, because the Saints haven't had guys making those plays for them the last three years when it counted at the end of playoff games. So I just think when you look at these three guys again, these signings, I think Sean Payton, it's purposeful. It's not by accident. He wants guys that have won that know what to do when the stakes are the highest.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a great way to end it. And I will just end it by saying free people – that you listen to this podcast, you're not a you're not a patron, sign up and you get the rest of the month free. We don't charge your credit card until the first of the month. So you can sign up and you can try the podcast. You can get all the content for free. You can try us out and if you don't like it, cancel it. We won't charge you on the first of the month. But you're going to love it and then you're going to get charged. You're going to get your booze bundle. You're going to get access to Andrew's $10 content. It's going to be amazing. You're going to get in the Discord channel and meet all kinds of cool Saints fans where we're goofing on each other, goofing on the Falcons. It's amazing. So join us. So for Andrew, I'm Rob. That's it. We will see you again tomorrow.